Hey guys, Carter and Jacob here with the Training for an Eternal Crown podcast. In this episode, we give our initial thoughts like we always do on the chapters that we have for this week. And this week we're in Genesis 5 through 7 verse 5. Then we answer two conversation starter questions from the spotlight titled The Ark. The first one we answer is question two on page 36. How does Jesus being the door relate to Noah's Ark and the flood? And the second question is question seven. How much faith did Noah have in God? Our vision is to give every baseball player around the world the opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, respond to the message, and grow in the relationship with Jesus Christ. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. This is the Training for an Eternal Crown podcast with Full Count Ministries. All right, so we're in week three, spotlight of the Genesis Journal in Genesis chapter 5 through 7 5. Um, uh, we're going to give you a few initial thoughts on the chapter. Um, for me, uh, one thing that I saw in there is that, you know, sin uh, is become rampant. Um, it's it's we've gone into a deep dive. Um, it, it says in Genesis six five, every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. It's just what a what a time to be alive. Um, it's, I can't imagine what that was like for Noah and his family at that day. Um, what, what do you think, Jacob? Yeah, I agree with you. That's, I mean, that's a world of chaos. Uh, I can, I, like you said, I can't get my mind there. Um, but I do, I do see a lot of hope in these chapters as well. Genesis chapter 5, if you're like me, genealogies really uh, bog you down when you're trying to read the Scriptures. Uh, but notice... What God is doing here in chapter 5, this genealogy, He is showing His grace and His provision and His sovereignty. He's tracing lineages that there is a family line from Adam all the way to Noah. And you're going to see that that's important because He's about to use Noah to uh, to sustain His world, to, to save a remnant of the world. Uh, because of the evilness. So uh, notice notice what he's doing there. He, he's not just giving you a bunch of names. He's giving you a bunch of names for a purpose. He's leading you to Noah, which is going to be a, a, a storyline uh, that that's going to continue into chapter 6 with the flood and the ark. So also see God's judgment and God's grace. I know we've talked a lot about that, but it's so important that uh, through Genesis that you're catching these themes, God's judgment and God's grace through the ark. He's judging the world through the ark, the sin of the world, the evil in the world through the ark, but he's also because of his grace alone, he is uh, sustaining a remnant that he is going to redeem his people through. So God's judgment and God's grace. And then finally, also see how God's grace in Noah's life and man's responsibility are working together. Very important here that um, God did not build the ark. Notice that. Noah built the ark. 
God was gracious to him and gave him the dimensions, all the uh, what to use, how to build it. But two times in these uh, chapters that uh, uh, the Bible says that Noah did everything just as God commanded him to do. So Noah was responsible for building the ark and getting the animals into the ark and closing the door and get, getting his family into the ark. So it's important to uh, see that theme of, yes, God is gracious, but we are responsible to do what God's told us to do. So what you're saying is that Noah, he actually did something acting on his belief and not really just, he, he didn't just believe it in his mind and say, okay, God, uh, yeah, uh, you're going to, you're going to flood the whole world. Um, but it required action on his part. Um, we can, we can believe a lot of things in our mind. Um, but it's not really believing it unless we do something about it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I I think that's the, the theme that we want you to, uh, take notice of that, you know, that God was gracious to give him, but God telling Noah to, to, to the dimensions of the ark did nothing for the people, did nothing for uh, the livestock, did nothing for anyone. Noah had to build the ark and he had to do exactly what God told him to do to be saved uh, from the waters. And so, just huge thing there. We cannot stress that enough that God's uh, God is gracious to 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 give him the dimensions and uh, the information of the ark, but that Noah had uh, was responsible to build it and to follow the directions that God gave. All right, now let's talk about question two in the Genesis Journal. Uh, How does Jesus, being the door, relate to Noah's Ark and the flood? Uh, Can you talk a little bit about that, Jacob? Well, I think our spotlight scripture this week uh, says it about as as clear as it could be. Uh, In John chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, uh, Jesus says, I am the gate or I am the door. And uh, so, you know, how how do these things relate? Well, in Noah's day, the only way to be saved from the floodwaters was through the ark. Everything that walked through the door of the ark was saved from the waters. Everything that did not walk through the door of the ark perished. Uh, it, It was crystal clear that the only way... Uh, uh, to be saved from the flood was through the ark, through walking through the door. In the exact same way, um, the only way for us to be saved, not from floodwaters, but from death, uh, is through Jesus Christ. And that's, that's what Jesus is saying. I am the door. And John, a couple chapters later, in John 14, 6, he says it maybe even more clearly that John answered or that Jesus answered that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
So the the way these re- two relate, there's one mode of salvation. There's one way to be saved in both instances. Through the flood, it was through the ark. In our spiritual life and in death, between death and life, the only way to be brought from death to life is through Jesus. And this so, is contrary mm, to the world, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, that's what I was just about to say is that that's that's so different than popular religion in the world. That's saying that there's many ways up the mountain, so to speak, um, to the top of the mountain hmm. or into that ark or through that. There's many gates into the pasture. Uh, but what what the Bible's saying is that there's only one. Yeah, this, this is where you know the gospel and Christianity is just like the ark was. It was inclusive. It was exclusive. I guess is the word. It, it's it's not for everyone. It's only for those who would trust in Jesus. Just like it, salvation was only offered to those who were in the ark. So it's a very exclusive thing, and this is what really, in our world, um, is offensive and not tolerated. And But this is a fact, this is a, a truth that we have to cling to, and this is why our message is so important to get the gospel uh, to places where it's not, because there is no other way. Jesus is the way. And so we need to proclaim that way to all the peoples of the earth and specifically in full count to all the baseball players among the earth. We need to shout this gospel. And again, this is, it requires action. We have to go through it. Um, just like we talked about in our initial thoughts, it it requires us to go through that gate and through that door. Hmm. Um, and so uh, that's a, maybe a question that we want to reflect on in our D groups. Okay, now we're going to go to question seven in the journal. How much faith did Noah have in God? And I think first what we need to do is define faith because this is so important to the question. And first we can go to uh, Hebrews 11.1. It says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So when we look at the story of Noah, God said he was going to destroy the whole world and Noah was to build this ark. Well, he didn't have uh, he didn't have the foresight to see what was coming, but he had faith that God was going to do what He said He was going to do, and that's where the story comes in to to play here, where he builds the ark. He has faith, and so he builds uh, what God told him to build. Um, what do you think about that, Jacob? Yeah, when I when I think of faith, I think of uh, the word belief, believing God at His word. When God says something, that you believe it, and trust is another word that just comes to mind. I I trust that it's best when God 
says something, I believe that it's true, and then I trust that it's best for me and it's it's for my interests. And I've got to I've got to believe and trust in that. If I don't, then I'm going to take matters into my own hand. And so Noah had this opportunity. I'm going to destroy the world, but I'm going to save you, and I'm going to do it, you know, through you building this ark. So mm-hmm. how much faith did God, did Noah have in God? Um, I, I would say he had uh, absolute faith, may be the word. Um, he had total faith and trust in God and not in what was going on around him. I mean, he had to uh, withdraw from the world. Uh, many, this, this, wasn't, this ark wasn't built overnight. It wasn't easy labor. Uh, it was he was building something that he, mm. you know, a boat something that has never been built before uh, for a storm that has never happened before. Uh, so he's he he's doing things that he's never seen, but he trusted God. He didn't trust his eyes. He didn't trust what his thoughts or uh, what he saw around him. He trusted God and His Word, and we know that he trusted God because it says he did everything just as the Lord had commanded them to in Genesis 6.22 and in Genesis 7.5. So this has huge implications for how we live if we bring it back to our day that are we going to fit in with the world around him, which Noah could have done and he would have perished? Or are we going to believe God that you know what how he tells us to live and what he tells us to do which is going to be contrary to the world around us that that's what's going to save us sustain us give us the most joy in this life and in the life to come yeah there's two things that kind of is wrapped up in this word faith and in the story of noah of course he had to build the ark and he had to enter the ark with his family but he also had to Condemn the world, as uh, Hebrews eleven seven says. Uh, I'll just read the whole verse. By faith, Noah, when warned about the things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world, and became an heir to righteousness that is in keeping with his faith. With faith, um, he had, he probably had to look crazy in building this ark, hmm. and nobody thought that there was going to be a worldwide flood that uh, is going to kill everything except for Noah, his family, and creatures that came on the ark with him. That's good. So, you know, to bring this into your D group as we close this episode, think about in in our dugouts and um, in our schools, in our locker rooms, in our families, what what are things that God, if we are living by faith in God, what are things that He's asking us to do that's going to look totally different than uh, what the rest of baseball culture or just the culture in our world is doing? What are what are things God's asking us to do, telling us to do, commanding us to do that is going to make us look radically different and what is the benefits of those things? What is the rewards of those things that he's asking us to do? And so really talk about that and think about those type of questions when uh, you're meeting with your D groups this week. 
the last thing I would want to say is that faith uh, from Ephesians two eight we can we can see that faith in itself is a gift of God, and some of your guys in your D group may not have this faith yet, but you know we can pray for it and ask God to give us the faith that we need um, to be saved because he's the only one that can give us that faith. So that's one prayer point that we could we can focus on this week is to pray for faith. Pray that God would give us faith in his son as we, uh, as Jacob talked about, uh, walk around our schools and our dugouts and everywhere we go. you have enjoyed this episode of the training for an eternal crown podcast you can visit our website for more resources and also find this podcast on all major platforms full count ministries exist to create disciples using the game of baseball we are a non-profit ministry and if you have benefited from this resource we would encourage you to consider donating to the cause to reach every baseball player with the gospel giving them the opportunity to respond to the gospel and then to grow in the relationship with jesus please like subscribe and share this podcast so that you can play a part in accomplishing the mission that god has put on our hearts for baseball players around the globe.